0: Okay, so shalom ubracha. Um, maybe two things to say because today is the yard side of the Ben Shai, Rabbi Rabbi Chaim. and there is a bit of a shaykhis between him and and the Rabbi Rabbi Nachman. He quotes a few times. He quotes once really, the uh, Kutim Oran in one of his earliest farm, and also it was known that he was he would be quoting from Sipurim in Baghdad. Believe it or not, he was quoting from the Sipurim Ayesis. From his Talmud he he was witness to that. But there's some nice story I like sharing with people. How much we get out of it, I don't know, but it's a very nice story of a Gertsedik. This Gertsedic was a Cherokee Indian. That's a North American Indian. Cherokee is a type of a clan of, of North American Indians who was a Gertsedic. He converted maybe 40 years ago, 40, 50 years ago. There's two stories I heard about him. The one I'm gonna say is the one that he was collecting tzedakah for a yeshiva in Eretz in Canada, and America and we once came across a breast liver and he said to him, I have a story to tell you but only after you give a donation because I'm not allowed to make money on the story for the yeshiva. The yeshiva is exclusive and this story is something else. So he, the, the, the breast liver gave a donation to him for the yeshiva and then he told him the story. He said that he did gear with the Litvish uh, Rabbanim in Bnebrak, <coughs> this, this Cherokee Indian. And the night before the final stage of the gear, which is the mikveh and the tipat dam that they take for them from the Riddn milah, he, drew, he was sleeping and he dreamt that he saw himself lying down and he turned around and he saw two like tzaddikim with light one in Oriental Sephardi wardrobe and the other one in Ashkenazi East European wardrobe. And he asked him, who are you? So one said, I'm Rav Yosef Chaim of Baghdad. And the other one said, I'm Rubin Nachman of Rastav. So in his dream, <laughs> he sees Rab- Rabbeinu telling the Ben Yishchair, what do you think about this Goy? So the Ben Yishchair said, as a Goy, he has good midot. He has potential. He's a good person already. So Kosher when he converts. So Rabbeinu says, okay, so let's take him. So let's take him. So he wakes up from the dream. And he's shocked because his rabbeim in the Litvish world never mentioned even once about Rav Ben Ishchai, Rav Yosef Chaim of Baghdad, or once about Breslev. Nothing. Only and Gemara, Rav Shach, the Stipler, Rav Kahanemen, All the, the, the Litvish world, right? That's it. Nefesh Chaim, Rav Chaim Volozhener, uh, Rav Yisrael Salanter, that's it. Nothing else so after the gear the next day and they were hugging him and kissing him as rebbeim because it was it's very emotional to have a new uh, to have a gear he was crying also so he asked him he didn't talk about the dream he says who is this Rav yosef Chaim of baghdad the Ish Chai?" he said oh yeah he's some sefardi gadol but it's not for you don't worry you're going in the yeshiva world, and the Gemara world, it's not for you, this thing. It's, he was a big tzaddik, but you know, you have you have a direction already in life. You don't need this. So he was shocked because he saw a big light coming in the dream out of him. So he said, and who's this Rabbi Nachman Abrestov? They said, oh no, you got involved already? That's what we were worried about, that you would discover. Please, you know, don't get involved. We regret now that we did conversion for you it's a cult, stay away from them, they're dangerous, please, we're, we're begging, don't get involved with Breslev, and that. so he was shocked, totally shocked, because he saw such a positive light in his dream, fine, but his Rebbeim tell him, his Rebbeim tell him, so a few weeks pass, and he's in Bnei Brak, and uh, Sevardi Shul, little, those little tiny Sevardi that they need a minya, they need a, a center for, for mincha mariv, so they call him to join a minya, and he comes in, he sees on the table, the old edition of the Ben Chai, where you have his picture in, in the front cover, inside. So he's sitting at the table, he sees this book, Ben Ishchai Halachot, he opens up, he sees the name, Yosef Chaim, and he sees his picture and he's freaking out because that's the face he saw in his dream, and he's shaking. He quickly took the address there, it says to, 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 to obtain all the books of Rabbi Yosef Chaim, please write to Mansur, whatever, Machane Yehuda, So he wrote down the address, and he put it in his pocket, okay, and he wrote to him. He said, please send me all the books of the Ben He couldn't resist. So he sent him. He started sending him money, he started getting the books that were available back then, 30, 40, 50 years ago. A few weeks pass again, and he's in his yeshiva, in the Geniza room. There's a rumor for Geniza, because there's tons of Geniza, all the used Gemaras and everything, and all the pamphlets, the whatever there is. So he sees there, a of a rafshik, in the Geniza. And it says, Brestlev, and big. And he's flipping out. And inside it says, to, to, to get all the Brest of books, right to PO Box, such and such, Ashdod. So he writes to them, he says, send me all the books, please, of Brestlev, of Rabbi Ahman So he got all the books of Brestlev, all the books of Ben Yishchai. So Cherokee, Indian, Gary, he said like this, when it comes to halacha, I follow the Bani When it comes to Hashkafa, I follow Rabbi Nachman. Funny. This is just a a story on the side in honor of the Bani Fine. Alright. That's one thing. Another thing I wanted to say regarding Uman Rosh Hashanah this year. It seems that the obstacles are an indication that the Rebbe wants this year more than any other year. Hugs. Why do I say that? Hugs. Hugging people. Why do I say that? Because just imagine B'zat when we get to Oman, if I see you on the street in Oman, what am I going to do? I'm going to be so happy that I made it, that you made it, we're going to hug each other automatically. So, sof ma'aseh, it looks like the reason why all these obstacles are happening, in order to get to these hugs in the achdut. Because that really, what is needed now more than ever in Breastlev, because of all of the quote-unquote politics that has been in the past years, and whether justified or not, but like the quote goes, the Ganani is missing because of that. And there's no Tam and there's no Rech. People have lost their feeling in their davening, Correct. their smell of Bresta. This is what Bresta is. This is what I gave up everything in my life to come to. This deadness. I, I didn't come to Bresta for this. It's a test. I'm holding on. But for how long? And what can I do to fix it? You know, the Ganani is missing. So what's needed more than any other time this year is a lot of Ahvat Haverim. It looks like a lot of love. Because that's what's going to happen. This is the People get to Uman. With the corona, about the corona, we're going to get there, and there's going to be hugs. There's going to be that they made it. After such unbelievable obstacles, people got sent back. The biggest simcha I can imagine is the typical Satmer Hasid from Williamsburg with the black glasses and the white on the bottom, on, on the plane stuck, with a guy from downtown Tel Aviv with three earrings and tattoos, and they're stuck together in Minsk or London or wherever and they went through everything together and they get to Uman they're not gonna hug each other that they, <laughs> this guy who's totally opposite has nothing to do see, doesn't speak a word of, of modern Hebrew with this guy, all he knows is drugs and whatever but he loves Rabbeinu and he loves Tikkun Akali they're gonna hug each other after going through what they went through together and that's, that's what's gonna happen even though their worlds apart this guy has a different mentality, this is a different mentality they're both for Rabbeinu but they're totally, totally different apart different. but here the menias, the obstacles, are going to bring them together. And they're going to hug each other. So that's the case. That's what Rabbeinu looks like. That's what he wants. Because that's, that's what's going to happen eventually. When we get to him, we going to see our friends who are there already and they have be davening like crazy for us to get there, and et cetera, et cetera. There's going to be a lot of achadut. and ahava. So that's the case. This, this seems to be why all this is happening in order to strengthen dava and achadut. we should start already from now, Bezat okay, Hashem. That said, now we're going to continue with where we left off in the Tikkun HaKlali. We're Pardon? Maybe could try the line if it's working. Yeah. I wish. It's okay. It's recording, anyways. Okay, fine. So we're continuing. We did so far, Bracha, ashray I just know the order reversed because Rav Nosen brings down ashray Bracha. We spoke about that. So the Ashre, Bracha, or Bracha, ashray Maskil. We did. We're now holding to continue more details of Sheer, the fourth type of song, which corresponds to the fourth. Capital in the Tikkunaklali. Right? That's Shir. Okay? So the Pasuk that's Shir is the Pasuk number tet. Yomam, So in the day, Yomam, and it's plural, it's not yom, but Yomam because it's every day. Yomam comes to mean every day. hashem will order his chesed like we said. And in the night, right? And not at night, but in the night, Ba, already in the night, Hashem's song is with me, okay? If it's the King David talking, or the Shechina saying that this, the, His song of the Jewish people who get up at, at midnight are with me. Tefillah. And as a result, I can do tfila, a, a davening, the Kel, to the Kel, which is the God of Chesed, Chayai, who is my life, that's giving my life. Okay. This Pasuk, is brought down at least 20 times in the Zohar. The Zohar makes a big, big deal of this Pasuk and its connection and importance to getting up at midnight, getting up at Chatzot. Getting up at Chatzot, the Zohar and Rabbeinu mention that this is very, very important and very beneficial and very, very powerful. When a Jew in the darkness of the night breaks his sleep to get up, and to connect to Hashem through Shir, Shir being or learning Torah, because the Torah is called the Shir, we said this last time, but the Pasuk that the Marsha brings is uh, Va'ata kitfu lachem et ha shira azot. Parshat azinu is called Shira. So from here, the Marsha learns that Torah study is also called a Shir, but Shir also, according to simple meaning, is song. Okay? So getting up at midnight to sing to Hashem, whether through Torah study or through praying, praising Hashem, right? It's also part of Tikkun Chatzot. This chapter, by the way, by the Sephardim, Lam maskil Maskid Korach, Ki Taarog, Tikkun Lea starts by the Sephardim with this chapter. And by Hashanism, it's like the second or third down inside. But it's part of Chatzot Leil. It's part of Tikkun Chatzot saying this, this means more, because of its power and its connection, which we're going to see, to the idea of getting up at midnight. Getting up at midnight is so important because... It's showing that a person in the darkness is willing to fight, to fight back, and to meet Gaber. The Zohar says the word Shir is connected to the word for Shor, a ram, a bull. Uh, Not a ram, a bull, a male cow, the the bull. Why? Shor, first of all, is very powerful. He's the king of the animals. The lion is the king of the chayot, of the beasts. And the Shor, the cow, the male cow, is the king of the animals. On the divine chariot, he was on the left side. You have the Pnei Shor, which is on the left side. Afterwards, I think it was replaced with the Kruv. In Yecheskel, you have sometimes, he mentions the Aryeh, Nesher, Shor, and the Pnei Adam. The four images on the divine chariot, the face of Adam, the face of the eagle, the lion, and the Shor. And then afterwards, Shor is replaced with Kruvim afterwards. It changes to Kruvim, Keravia, a child. In other words, a, a, young, a young face, but a kruvim is a special animal, also a creature, fine. So, but the shore was on the left side, and the zora says, Shira, what is Shira? Shira, that song, is that when a person fights against the darkness to sing to Hashem. This is especially true after midnight, that a Jew is in such darkness, he's tired, he's exhausted, you know? and he has to fight to get out of bed. One of the most difficult devotions, we can say, possibly even more difficult than doing it, is to get up for chatzot. It's hard. It's not easy. You have to really, you know, until your old age, it doesn't come by itself, unless you really, really invested a lot in it, and you're tough and strong. But shor, the idea of getting up at chatzot, and singing to Hashem, requires strength like a shor. Shira is a song that when a person's in the darkness, because the, the verse says, U In the darkness, shiro imi. Hashem's Shir, Shiro, His song, is with me. I'm able in the darkness to be able to sing to Hashem. I had something this week like this, very similar. I didn't have the schut of saying Shira Shirim on Friday. So, Baruch Hashem, by miracle, I got up at midnight on Shabbos, Shabbos I got up, and I was exhausted. I was reading maybe avaksha, reading stories of breast livers to keep me awake. And I was saying to myself, how am I gonna shir shira right? so going to do shir shirim Shir shirim That's going to this, right? How am I going to do shir ha So I just went on the balcony. I did something to do. To Hashem, I, 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 need, I need help. I can't do this. How am I gonna, I'm, I'm so exhausted. I'm drained. How am I going to do shir shirim And like like a strength, I'm saying, I have to do this. This idea came of shir, Shirah. what the Zora said. That's probably why I learned it. In order for this test right now, so with unbelievable strength, I forced myself to say a shir Hashem. I said it even a bit loud, even if it would wake up the people in the house, but I needed to do it. And it was one of the most powerful shir Hashems I've done in years. <laughs> what is that? That you see that the most powerful song and daven, davening comes when you're so out of it and it's so dark and you meet Gaber to sing and to daven, you'll find that those davenings are the most powerful davenings in your life. The ones that were within the darkness and you're able to sing to Hashem. This is why and doing davening and learning Torah is so important because of what it does. It's in the darkness and you're breaking the sheina Rabbeinu was, wasn't so much for people staying up until midnight and then doing tikkun chatzot. Rabbeinu said the main thing is to get up, to go to sleep and break, break the sleep. Rav said a few times, in his younger years, when he had little kids at home. And because of that, he would go to sleep sometimes even an hour before midnight because he was too busy with his kids, with the breast livers. And he had a very strong Seder of Nosen eating supper for his kids every night, learning some Torah, and saying Krat Shema Alamita with them. Amazing, Rav okay? So it would take time, it would take time from his devotions, but he did it. And it was hard for him because he would get maybe one, one and a half, two hours of sleep before getting up at midnight. But he would go to sleep he had Rabbeinu's bracha, that as soon as he put his head on the pillow, he would fall asleep immediately. That's amazing bracha. Baruch Hashem. Right? No insomnia by Rav But even to sleep a little bit, even 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, there are stories of breast lovers, of Rav Rav Shmuel Chichik, that they would go to sleep for like 10, 15 minutes Till someone wake me up in 15 minutes. They would sleep, they'd be snoring already, and they would wake up like a bull, like a like a shor. Okay? Even though the wording of Chazal, it's funny, is Yitgaber Ka'ari. It would seem the itgaber kaari there is for alot ha-shachar, for getting up for shacharit. You need then the strength of an ari, which is a lion, but for chatzot you need the strength of a shor to get up, because the Duke in the shochanim again is itgaber kaari, and there, it's and see aleph talking about to get up before alot ha-shachar. That's ari. That's, 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 that's the ari. What? Yeah, ex- right. Beautiful, amazing. And that's already Alotashachar. And Shor is more needed. The strength of a Shor is needed for Chatzot So the Zohar says that, that Shor and shira is connected because that's for getting up at midnight. Okay? In the context of who's using it, he says someone who's already trapped in Lamed Yud, Lamed Yud Tav. That's what's happening. Ubalayla. person's already trapped in the Klippah. He's already in the Teklipah of Lamed Yulamed Yutav of Pagama brit. He's Balayla. He's already inside. His way to get out is Shir, to force himself to sing by being made of the koach of the shore, Gvura, which corresponds again to the Malach Gavriel. The shari is Malach Michael, and the shore is Malach Gavriel, by the way. The strength of this angel Gavriel, which is Gvura, okay that gives him the koach to fight the the song of the levim was called shir shir sheryom because the levim were singing we said we said this last class a little bit the levim were singing the song in order to help the koan to elevate the kapara from the korban so it's a battle it's a battle so the the levim in singing their song of shir sheryom they have to use strength they're, they're levites they're on the left side already the side of the Levim is on the left side. Okay, so the Levite with the, with the left side, which is Shor, they need to do Shir. That's the Shir Shir Yom of the Levim in the Beit HaMikdash every day. The song that's sung with all the, all the Korbanot being offered on that day. It's in order to elevate with strength in the sins of the Jewish people to be able to bring them out of it. Ubalaila shiro imi. That's the idea of Shir. So it goes to say, again, the power of the Tikkun Oktali is so powerful. Every tailing that we've mentioned so far is mesugal for that. It has the power for that. So in other words, this chapter of but understood said in this format that it's within the Tikkun has the potential in it to give a person the strength of a shore, to get up at chatzot and to do shira. To have strength to do shira. This mizmor is mesugal for this. That's what it seems, this chapter, this fourth song and the fourth chapter of the Tikkun Akrali. Okay? Amazing. It's delicious. It's good. Okay, next chapter, fifty-nine, which is now the fifth type of song. There's not so much commentary on it, but in the context of the capital, it's very profound. Okay, al leDavid Michtam. So Rabbeinu says Nitzuach. Nitzuach is the fifth type of melody. What is Nitzuach? The Targum on this pasuk says LeShabacha, the shabeach. Shevach is not one of the ten types of song that Rabbi Nachman brings. Ashrei Bracha, Maske, Shir, Nitsuach, Nigun, Tvidahoda, Mizmor, Hallelujah. You're not Shevach. Shevach is the Targum of Lamnatseach. Lamnatseach means to be victorious. Victorious over what? Victorious over what? Let's take a look. This chapter 59 was said by King David praising Him, praising Hashem for being saved. By the hands of Shaul HaMelech. It says, That Shaul sent guards to guard his house, King David's house, in order to kill him. What happened was, David HaMelech went home, and after he went home, Shaul HaMelech wanted him dead. Because that day earlier, King King David was playing music in front of Shaul HaMelech. He had a very depressed spirit and he was playing music and from the music he can tell that he had meducha. so he took his spear and he said something, I forgot exactly the details but Shaul got angry at David the Melech, and he took his spear and he threw it to kill David the Melech, and it just missed him, his head by like a, a centimeter so he fled and he went home and Shaul HaMelech sent his guards stand out of his house and wait for him in the morning to come out and kill him and Michal, who loved David the Melech, saw the guard standing outside, understood what's happening. So she said to David the Melech, You have to escape. How are we going to do this? She took what's called trafim, a dummy. She made like a mummy in the shape of a body, like David the Melech's body. She put the dummy in the bed of David the Melech as if he's sleeping. And he escaped the back window. They were guarding the front of the house because they don't think he would jump out. And he went out. And the Melech sent for the messengers. Did you kill him yet? He says no, he's still in the house. He said, break in the house, bring him in his bed to me and I'll kill him myself. So they broke into the house to find the dummy in the bed. He escaped. So David the Melech was praising Hashem for that, that Sholomelich made this stupid error of not killing him immediately. This, letting the guards wait outside, gave him a chance to escape, right? So King David was praising Hashem Hashem, I wasn't destroyed. I wasn't killed, right? The David Mechtam, this type of song called a Mechtam, which is like a crown, right? When Shaul HaMelech tried to send to kill for me, okay. So the Chayenerav points out that where do you see the pigama breed mentioned to? That's Tashchet. Tashchet is similar to the blemish of the generation of the flood. Dormabu. ki shchit kol et darko al in the generation of the flood, there was a lot of wasted seed. He shechit kol basar That every, all the human beings, except for Noah and his family, were immoral. Bestiality, immorality, adultery, pedophile, everything they did. They went to all averot and especially zer levatana. So that's Ashkata. So, lamatzeach, altashchit, the power of nitzuach, this song called nitzuach there's no hashkata. It's the opposite of hashkata. Okay, now for this, we're gonna need Torah Hay to understand it. La is a song sung by a person when being saved from the machloket he sees between the tzaddikim. David the Melech is a tzaddik. Shaul the Melech is a tzaddik. He didn't lose his stature at all by wanting to kill David the Melech. He still remains to be Shaul HaMelech being a Tzaddik. In, in our Torah, in Shemot Tzaddikim, he's a Tzaddik. Shaul HaMelech is a Tzaddik. He didn't lose it. Ah, this Machlokit, you see it, you learn about it, and it's meant to make you confused, because that's how the Mubitakken, Rabbeinu says in lesson number 5, Likutei Moran, someone, God forbid, who is pogem. Rabbeinu says there in lesson 5, the drops of his mind he had become a breed. the only way such a person can get out of this is that he sees strife between Tzaddikim and he gets out of life he doesn't get involved in the Makhluket and say what? this is Judaism this is Torah that all this makhlukit he's saying against him he's saying against him so I don't need this and he takes off that person failed the test or to take sides I'm seeing this because of me It's a big test that a person sees something and he's he's told to to understand that believe that what you're seeing is not the real reality. What you're seeing is a test for you. The reason why you're seeing this is because you're the problem. (laughs) You're the problem that you blemished in your past and the only way for you to have the merit to enter the gates of Tshuva, the gates of Kedusha, is that you have to pass this test of seeing Machloket between Sadiqim. Okay? That's the Machloket between David and Melech, that Sholem Melech towards David and Melech, okay? And, that, and that, 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 that continues every generation. Netzach is the Nida of Rabbeinu. Rabbi Nachman is Gematria 148. Netzach is Gemachia 148. The Machloket that people also see from against Brestliv, or today within Brestliv, within the movement, all the confusions, that is the test of Lam Natsayach also. That is an example. I used to hear this from the Brestliv elders. There's not so much more machloket outside of Breslev anymore. The machloket now, unfortunately, is within Breslev. All these different opinions and different groups. What am I supposed to do when I see this? Do I take sides? Do I join in with the fight and get in? Or realize, wait a second, this is my test. This is my, if I If I see him seeing this, I'm the problem here. This is my test. This is part of the tumor process for me to come back. To rectify the hashchata, chas Right? So that's lam tseach, davka. That it's nitsuach. And you'll see... Many times in Rav Nosin's letters, take a look closely at the language. When he tells his son over and over again, and the breastlever chased him over and over again, especially in the years of oppression, Yemet Laot, when Rav Nossin and the breast lovers were being persecuted for four years, he says over and over again, we have to thank and praise Hashem, the Shabeach, he uses the word of the Shabeach, that we don't oppose the Rebbe, that we're not burning the books, that we're not tearing up the books that we're not opposed, that we're not doing against, that we believe in the tzaddikim. We believe in all the tzaddikim. And the word, he says, fine, the hodot, but also he says l'shabeach, which is the targum of nitzach is lam So netzach, nitzachon, is a victory because you succeed pass the test. It's a test, you see strife, and you say, wait a second, wait a second. It's like maskil, where you have an admixture of good and bad. It's all like bracha, like we said, where now you, have to, you need good advice to choose right from wrong. We said bracha, like the kidneys, you choose right from left, good from wrong, or maskil where it's, it's too mixed, you're confused. You can't even make a decision because the good and bad is so mixed together, you need the bad to what's called reside. You need the bad to go disappear, to be pushed down, and see the good. That's the battle of Maskil, and the battle of bracha. That's different. That's a choice. But in Nitzach, I'm not meant to make a choice. I meant not to, to get involved at all. And that's the Nitzachon here, that I don't get involved in Machlokim. David HaMelech, he passed his test. He didn't want to kill Shaul HaMelech. He had the, he had the possibility to kill Shaul HaMelech when he cut off the corner of the begit of Shaul HaMelech when they were sleeping in the cave. He showed him, I could have killed you if I wanted to, but I didn't. Right, he passed his test in not getting involved in Machlokim. He would have caused the major, major damage. Rabbeinu tells the story, the funny story. It's funny, but it's sad. At the end of Chaim Oran, of there was, a, there was a time time Baal Shem Tov, a big ta- Lamdan, Talmud Chacham, and he was against, he was from the Misnagdim, he was against the Baal Shem Tov, and the Baal Shem Tov told his Tamidim, work hard to bring close this person to our derech, to the Hasidut. Bring Work hard. So his Talmudim dovened a lot and worked hard, and finally they brought this big Misnagid Lamdan to the Baal Shem Tov. And he came to the Baal Shem Tov, and the Baal Shem Tov like treated him like eh, like like uh, like chopped liver. He treated him like very like second uh, second class, third class, fourth class. He didn't pay attention to him at all. And the uh, Talmud Kham was very like broken and displeased. And he kept on coming back to the Baal Shem Tov again and again. The Baal Shem Tov kept on pushing him off, like there's nothing to talk to, no, no one to talk to, and everything. And until finally, he came to him crying. He came to the Baal Shem Tov crying. So he said, "You should know." you're going to have major, major opposition to come close to me and to my teachings. First, your family, your wife, then your parents, then your in-laws, then your rabim, and then the, the, the whole Kila. Everyone's going to be against you. Even the turkeys, even the birds are going to be against you. The chickens and the hens and the, the turkeys, they're going to also be against you. And that's exactly what happened. And that, as soon as he started following the way of the Hasidut, so his wife turned against him, then his parents, and then his in-laws, and then the community, his, haverim, his the, the, the his rabbeim, everyone went against him. And once he was trying to daven, and a turkey kept on coming, he was in the middle of Shemoneser davening, because he couldn't daven in the shul, because he had such a snagdis. Like so he's davening alone, that's what I assume. And a turkey came to bother him in his davening, and, the, and he pushed away the turkey, he's in the middle of Shemoneser, and the turkey comes back, and he pushes it away again. It happens a few times. And he got so angry in the middle of the Shimon Esra, he took an axe and was ready to chop off the head of the turkey. And at that moment, he remembered what the Baal Shem Tov said to him, that even the birds, in other words, turkeys, are going to be against you. And as soon as he remembered that, he dropped the axe, because he realized this is a test. And Rabbeinu told over the story to say that if he would have cut off the, the neck of the turkey out of anger, it would have been a major, major pgam, the kaas that he activated in this test, it would have been the biggest monea to prevent him from coming close. In the end it seems he didn't cut off the turkey's head and he came close. What's the point here? That Linitsuach looks like it's the it's the antidote for the chaos of the strife that a person sees. Because when there's two sides, even in Breastliv, it's so easy to just switch to one side to be against. Boshayah, Minuval, to Chas Shalom join in into everyone's catcalls and it's, it's like a movement, it's like an energy to let out the anger inside Chas Shalom. And Nitzachon is Amit mitapek, I'm able to hold back, I don't get involved in these things, I didn't come to Bresta for this, I go to my corner, I go back to Tikkun Aklali, Tehillim, Sifar Abenu, Sichas Haverim, and if there's no khaverim, so I have the Sfarim. In Bresta you have the books and the Talmudim. Why? So you can bounce. Sometimes you get a light from the Talmudim. And when the Talmudim are not giving you enough lights, you go to the Sfarim and it bounces. That's why you need both. You need Sikhat Haverim every day and the Sfarim. Because you don't know from where the light will come. Sometimes it comes from the people. Sometimes there's no one to talk to. I'm all alone. I'm in a Galut. So I have the svarim of Rav Nosen and Rabbeinu to give me consolation, to remind me some normality. But you need both. Okay? So sometimes it's here. Sometimes it's there. So especially when there's a big machlokot, it's a big test not to get involved. And a person who passes the test, that's Nitzachon, that's Lam Natsayach, that he passed the test of the Machloket. Who knows if the Machloket is gonna benefit him? Who knows if he'll come out alive from getting Machloket? I spoke to breast of elders about this, and even in this past period, five, six years, they don't get involved at all. And they told me when I was younger, 20, 30, 40 years ago, I was the chief in getting involved, and he said he got so hit in life, he got such makot because of it in life, he learned his lesson. He learned his lesson, don't get involved in these things at all. It's fire. That's, that's the anti, antithesis of, La Avni, of Natsayach. Natsayach is when a person, thank you, is able to overcome Idgaber on, uh, on his anger of the makhluket because it's so easy to get involved and he's menatsayach, right? This is the Tikkun for Pagamah. So we'll stop at this point. We have another five to go through and it's getting exciting because afterwards we're going to see a new code, a new sisma from now, after explaining each type of song, how it works and how it matches the Mizmor that it's represented in and the Pasuk that Rabbeinu brings, we're going to see a new sisma, a new code hidden in the Tikun HaKlali Bezat And all this in order to strengthen our emuna and commitment to sing the Tikkun Kali every day and like Rav Nelson says, that it is schut of the tikkun aklali, and that it's mitaken. What it's mitaken? HaMashiach should come Hashem. Just one more thing. Uh, we see then, in, in total, there are three types of tikkun aklalis. There's a tikkun that a person says every day in his life, or when chas shalom something happens on that same day. Then there's a tikkun that a person says, by Rabbeinu's kever, once in his lifetime at least, to come to his grave any time, not dafka Rosh Hashanah, but any time, and to say... The Tikkun by Rabbi Nachman's kever with the the Tetzlaka and the Kabbalah not to, to repeat right. That's for some for more severe. That seems to be for intentional sins. Maisi the Fkam and then there's this new Tikkun Not necessarily new. It's been around for 200 years since Rabbi Elu passed away of saying the Tikkun together by his kever erev Rosh Hashanah, where in that case you have the batim you have the combination of the people together making the batim what's the batim if you remember in the Kutemurah in lesson 8 part 2 the Rabbeinu brings the concept of what's called factorial multiplication that two people make two houses because you can only do A, B, B, A three people is six houses or six combinations because you have A, B, C A, C, B right Uh, C, B, A C, A, B if you add them up it's six. And the easy way to figure it out is you take the total of the, of the previous number and multiply it by the new number. So it's two times three, that's six, six combinations. By three people, you have six combinations. Four people, so that's four times six. You take the total of the previous amount, multiply it by the new number, so it's four times six. 24 combinations by just four Jewish people together. So now in our case, where we reach now thousands and thousands of people, the number is astronomical. Already by 10 people, it's already past the, the billions. It's in the trillions already, just 10 people. So just imagine when there's a few thousand people, it's unbelievable. It's a number which you can't even figure out. Saying the tikkun aklali together, Bar us kever, it seems that this is the rectification for the entire world. We're doing something a tikkun for the whole world because the power emanated is not just limited for those Jews who are there, but it spreads like dynamite through the whole creation, possibly. It's and it, all over. Not all over, and for that reason, possibly, there's so much opposition, possibly this year, more than any other year for, for this happening, because of what it can do, what it can benefit. The, 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 in other words, the sitra, Lamid Yud, mid Yud, Tav, She's fighting that this shouldn't happen, that the, the gathering in Uman Hoshana and the Tikkun Aklari Eir Hoshana should not happen because of the benefits that it brings to the entire world. So we should be Zoche to be part of this kibbutz and that Hashem, the Tikkun Aklari should take place. And like Rav Nelson says, it should have a major part in bringing Mashiach to be Mirabi Amenu Amen.